The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johanna Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Friday's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I don't have to remind you, you know at this stage, you know everything nearly about me. I tell you too much. The Wednesday Club, the boys I meet on Wednesday for years and years. We meet every Wednesday and God, during the pandemic it was tough times altogether. But we were together last Wednesday again and uh, I just love meeting them because the crack is great and you get a bit of storyline and uh, you have a bit of a slag and sport and politics and everything. We cover everything under the sun. Anyway, I'm telling you a little story about Wednesday just gone by because I had a few pints and got a lovely lift home from Patricia and Jerry. and I was home early, Louise. I was in the, the door, went out about half eight, sure, I was back in just after 11, you know, so lovely, so reasonable no Cinderella time. There, and then. No, no Cinderella carriage needed at all. But when I come in, always, I've a bit of an owl food <laughs> desire within me. I, I, I The munchies, I suppose you call them. Anyway, I, we, you and I were talking. I was saying that's one thing I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to eat late in the evening, even when I, on Wednesday evenings. But I, Louise, I was very good. <laughs> Stop laughing. Sorry. Stop laughing at me. I, I was very good. <laughs> I had only one slice of bread and a little bit of ham in between it. A small hang sandwich. All right. Mm. Is that OK? Yeah. With yeah. a cup of tea. Yeah. But Louise, I don't know what happened to me then. <laughs> the munchies took over. And I went to the press where we normally keep the crisps. Louise, I was devastated. There was no cheese and onion. There was no salt and vinegar. (laughs) No. But there was a bag, a black coloured bag, that I sort of knew was in the crisp press. I had never looked at it, so I turned it round and opened it, and it said on the front of it, Banshee Bones. Oh, wow, blast from the past. Banshee Bones. And I said, I can't remember eating these anyway. So I opened the packet, it was a multi-pack, took out a packet of Banshee Bones. Oh, Louise. Lovely. Fab. Oh, lovely. Salt and vinegar. You know, mm. light. Really. And it brought a flashback memories. Anyway, six packets later. <laughs> I don't believe you. Six Greedy packets gosh. later. I thought I had enough at that stage. <laughs> so I had half of the 12 pack. And were you like not going, oh gosh, like this is my third packet, I'll stop now. I just kept going. There's not a lot in them now. Come on, give me a bit of credit. <laughs> There's enough, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> six packets. Don't be nailing me to the cross, will you? There's not that. Six packets. Did that ever happen to you that you just, t- <laughs> you know, it, come on, be not, honest. Not Did that ever happen to you? Not six. No. <laughs> I ate the six of them and I I checked the next morning because I counted the wrappers. I can't believe you checked I, the next six morning. Six packets in a row, six empty packets of the crisps. I didn't say how much you told me about it, but anyway... um. You know, you, you never had them before, or you did, or you just can't remember. I can't them, remember, but the taste of them was lovely, and I had the uh, you know the munchie on me, or whatever, and I had six of them. You know, but did that, you never ate that many. Would you've eaten two or three packets, oh, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but not six. Like, no, I don't think so. I was no, talking I to someone. I, I was talking three, to someone. <laughs> possibly, I do know somebody told me they got a six pack of the cheese and onion, just started on one, and they were so lovely and fresh they ate the whole lot. <laughs> but anyway, I'm a disgrace, aren't I? I'm a disgrace, and me trying to eat healthier and better uh, in the month of February. Ah, everybody slips up. I slipped. I did slip. But you know what? It set me thinking about 
crisps of mm. yesterday. Oh, and by the way, I checked the bags. I did mention it at home, I have to be honest, yesterday. They all started laughing. They said they were probably out of date because they are there since Halloween. And I looked at the date, 3rd of February. Mm, I just sure. got in. I just got in. I might not be talking to you today. Have so you the can't date get been them different. then? You can only get them around Halloween. I, they must I only think. bring them out around Halloween time. But I haven't you, seen them in years. But you know what? It set me thinking about crisps of yesteryear. Mm. And I can remember the first packet of crisps I ever got as a little fella and they were tato cheese and onion all those years ago and since then I was thinking how many bags of crisps or snacks would I have had in my lifetime I'd say thousands thousands and thousands and thousands really thousands of them but going back to then and I'm we're wandering down memory lane today folks did you ever go gaga and ate a six pack of crisps or maybe more or your memories of Christmas yesterday because I'm going to talk about it now in a moment 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number get in touch with us 086-1800-658 I remember going back to when I taste crisp first and that's not today or yesterday there was no such thing you know this as multi-packs well, yeah you bought a packet of crisps, whatever they were. And when I started eating them, the big ones were Tato and Perry crisps. Perry were the Perry. others. Did Perry do a Worcestershire sauce flavour? Uh, they did. I just remember them They vaguely. did. Oh, Worcestershire sauce vaguely. is beautiful. I don't think you can get the name. Perry and Tato were the two big ones. And I honestly think they were about a penny a packet. <laughs> Penny a packet. Oh, and then they went to 2p, 3p, 5p, 7p, 10p for a packet of crisps. I remember the 10p. Oh, 10p. It was absolute robbery. How much is an individual packet of crisps now? I don't now? know. I never buy them individually. I don't know either. Anyone out there help us? I was something I meant to check. What does would a packet... be a euro, would they? Oh, there must be a euro for a packet of crisps at this stage. I'd say it is. But the multi-packs, you see, you get the value in for sure. Yeah. But people mightn't realise that. There were no multi-packs. You went to your local tuck store or whatever, a small shop like your dad's or whatever, mm. and the crisps were there, and you bought them a packet at a time. And they were your treat at the but weekend. they were bigger. I think there was more in them. Well, more than the multi-pack. I don't know if now if you buy them. Yeah, I think, I think they've got smaller. I definitely think crisp packets have got smaller. Better for you. But uh, crisps are have been a staple in my life. And really... I suppose, you know, they're, they're, they're probably high in cholesterol, aren't they? High in fat, and they are, so the way they're cooked and everything like that. And I just love a packet of crisps, always have, with a sandwich. And as I mentioned, and I have it here on the table beside me, what's your favourite? Do you like to eat crisps on their own or with a drink? On their own. I love a drink with crisps. Mm. And I love a fizzy drink. I think you mentioned Club Orange if, is lovely Club with Club Orange, if I had to, but I wouldn't yeah. kind of have Coke and crisps. Oh, Coca-Cola Coke and, crisps. and crisps. Oh, my God almighty. But I have a beautiful little glass bottle of milk here from Feckin' Clower Milk. Yeah, it's yummy. Oh, they've got the feckin he- uh, term and feckin' and Clower head into the title, both of them. <laughs> it looks lovely. It really it does. Fab. Where's so this creamy. come from? Where's it come from? Um, they've just opened in Terman Feckin. The MacLear family have opened and you just go in and you buy your glass bottles and then you fill with fresh pasteurised milk from their farm. And if you want a little bit of a treat, you can uh, buy a little flavour and put it into and the milk. Add. It, 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 is it for sale? What, what, the place going into Termenfecken on the left? It's in the Forge Field. In the Forge They field. have their own yeah. little place in the Forge yeah, Field. Yeah. So anyway, the, the milk reminds me, I love milk with my crisps. I love a glass of cold milk with a packet of cheese and onion crisps. I love them. But I've loved crisps all my life. And last evening, our Louise sent the message out to you across social media and look at the deluge of memories we got about crisps of yesteryear. And they're all the retro. They're not the normal, just the... No. No, no, salt no, no. And vinegar, crisps, whatever. These are the really old... These are the brands. ones that yes. you got in the 
treat bag yeah. of Halloween or whatever. Well, tato, tato, cheese and onion are fresh. Our, my, probably my favourites. King at close second, cheese and onion as well. I have to say, I absolutely love them. But going back to yesteryear, do you remember the crisp folks of yesteryear? Johnny Onion rings. They're Love hardly. They are. Still, what? Now I'd eat them by like. Are two, they still two around? Bags. Johnny onion rings. Yeah, I love them. Really? Mm. I haven't seen them in years. Favorite onion um, ring crisps. Burger bites. I never liked them. I don't think I ever tasted. Don't think you can get them. Meanies are still there. Oh, are the meanies still there? Yes, yes. Salt and vinegar meanies are still there. I know that. Now here's one down memory lane. Anyone remember these? We rushed out to buy them. George Best crisps. <laughs> No. Georgie bested crisps. Really? Oh yeah. When Georgie was the top man, they brought out crisps in his name. I'm sure somebody remembers uh, those chip sticks. Ah, oh, still can get the yep. chip sticks with a glass of coke. Mini chips. Lovely. Is that another one? Mini chips. Mini yeah. chips. They were yep. like small French fries. Salt and vinegar were lovely. Snacks. Yeah, you can still get them. The flavour's different. I think every every baby gets a pack of they them. Do. They do. But isn't the flavour different? I think so. I, I, I don't know what Tato nice. have done with them. They're not as nice, the no. snacks today. Monster Munch. Are they around? No? Yeah. Are Monster Munch still there? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Monster Munch. There you go. Look, the messages are coming. One twenty for a bag of Tato, a listener oh, says. Right. Is it really? One one twenty. Oh my God, that's shocking. Hi, Jerry. I work in the crisp business. Uh, shop sells small packs now f- f- from anything from 90 cent to 120. There you are. Also, Walker's Worcestershire can be got in Tesco. So they're still Worcestershire crisp. Mm-hmm. They come under the Walker's brand. Another one there saying, yeah, between 110 and 140, depending where you buy them. I always try to buy the six packs when I can. Multi packs of six as well is the best way to go, Jerry. And the messages keep coming. And burger bites could still be got. Wow. Didn't yes. Know that. They could. They could indeed. Keep the messages coming to me. Do you remember crisps of yesteryear that you love, that maybe you're not around anymore or are still around and you can still pick them up somewhere or other? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And it's hopping here, the WhatsApp as I speak, and our text rolling in. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658. Crisps, Coke, Milk. A cup of tea with crisps ain't bad either, I have to say. Uh, of course, a beer or maybe a, a little tipple of wine. Nice with them as well. But what's your favourite flavour? That's another question I meant to ask you today. I love cheese and onion. Cheese and onion are number one for me. I'd say cheese and onion are by far the most popular out there. But if you have a flavour that's different, do let me know. Now, talking about crisps, we're now joined by a man who makes them and makes the mo- most beautiful crisps. Clinton's crisps. Sean, hello. How are you? How are you, Jerry? How are things? All right? All right. Well, look, I have to hand it to you guys. Your crisps, you've been with us in recent times here, and they are simply outstanding. I will say that from the start. You have the most wonderful crisps. Uh, I want to acknowledge that. And the reason I have you with me today, uh, your memories, now that you're making them yourself and you're at the heart of this business, do you remember your first bag of crisps? What was your favourite crisp? Oh, I remember going back, um, it it would have been um, in, in primary school, uh, walking home to my grandparents' house, and I used to look after my grandfather. And my granny would always leave out packets of potato, cheese, and onion um, uh, on the table for you know for while I was there. I think back then they would have been I think three p mm. for a packet of potato, cheese, and onion, mm. and they were in those packets that were see-through. Yes, and you could see the, see the crisp to them. Mm. And I remember they were uh, they were always you'd always find them under. Um, cupboards in, in my grand, grandmother's house uh, all the sweets would be always left there along with crisps mm. um, 
So it was always mainly cheese and onion. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you had some Sam Spuds up in Donegal. Yeah. And they were a lovely crisp, especially the smoky bacon was by far the, the best. It was gorgeous crisp. They used to do a crinkle crisp. Yeah, didn't um, you mention those? Louise actually mentioned oh, that, didn't I you, Sam Spuds? Bacon. They yeah. were lovely. Smoky bacon. And, and then he had a great design on the front where he had, it was almost like the Silverman's ad, you know, the, 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 um, um, the man with the hat. Hat, yes. Yeah. And it, it, it always remind me of like Silverman's because um, it was the same kind of design. Yeah. Um, and the, so there was, in Ireland back in the 80s, 90s, it was mainly just cheese and onion, salt and vinegar, and you may have a smoky bacon, all right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. then he had a big influence from the UK um, and um, like Smith Chris or mm. KP especially. Yes. Um, I don't know if you remember the ads for KP where they had the, the cartoon monks. And um, they used to be um, making the crisps in the monastery. Yep. Do you remember that? I do. I do. <laughs> Sad to say, <laughs> I do. Like me. <laughs> yeah, shit um, on the years is right. But Smiths were huge in the UK, weren't they? They were a big, big company. They were a big Golden Wonder, Smiths, and KP. This would be before Walkers. Yeah. Um, and um, and then of course in the eighties and into the nineties a lot of the a lot of new flavors, new trends and flavors came in, mainly from the UK. Yes. And there's the old the old story of the hedgehog crisps. Did you ever hear of them? No, go on. Hedgehog flavored crisps. No. Yes, they were um they were being sold um <laughs> from the UK. Um, <laughs> How does anyone know what a hedgehog tastes like? <laughs> well, this thing could be adding then in that case. <laughs> <laughs> they were originally they were originally called hedgehog crisps, right. and then they, they had to by law because there was no hedgehog in it. Yes, and uh, they had to change it to hedgehog flavored crisps. Oh, I see, I see. Um, and <laughs> and then of course you had loads of the, the packaging designs. They were so geared towards um, younger people. Mm. So when Star Wars came out, you had Star Wars crisps, mm. and you know uh, any you know. Um, any of those 80 shows, there was always a pack of crisps to go with them and win things and stuff like that. So it was very geared towards, towards um, um, on, on under 18, under 17. Yeah, it, it, it was indeed. Anyway, you're a great fella. I just want to have a quick word. And you're flying with Clintons with all the flavours yourselves. We are indeed. It was a very good Christmas and we're looking forward to 2022. We just got nominated. We're a finalist now in the Guaranteed Irish Business Awards in March. Lovely. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and um, obviously with with COVID and hopefully coming to somewhat of a close, um, I hope it'll be a good year for everybody. Ah, please God it will. Yeah, anyway, I, I'll let you back to your crisp making there. Yeah. Keep it going and keep them coming to us. And thank you for taking our call today, Sean. Brilliant, take care. Thanks. Take care, yourself. Bye bye. Great memories there from Sean Clinton about Chris of years ago. Just before we head to our first break of the afternoon, does anyone remember, Jerry, Crunchos? My daughter mentioned them last night. Not sure of the flavour, but she said they were 5p a packet. That comes in from Mary and Navin. The American style one. They were, were gorgeous. They? Crunchos. Yeah, they were fantastic. Who made them? King. King, I King think, Crunchers. I think King. They were American style. Earl Louise had rings round her. You oh, see, she had fab. the shop. She had the shop. She had all the crisps for nothing, this one. She's not telling you that either <laughs> from the daddy. No, I don't think my daddy sold them. He just no, sold no, no, the, he didn't. the normal. He, he made no profit on Taylor's. <laughs> anyway, that's for sure. Keep your messages coming to us. We're staying on the crisp scene after this break. We love our crisps. You love your crisps. Jerry, when you have a few points, you have that old false appetite. 
multi-packs rip-off six packs for two euro better off buying three large bag multi-packs only has a mouthful in every bag you're not wrong there I remember when there were four pence back in the 70s lovely between bread and butter says Pat today Smith's crisps Jerry Michael loved them all flavours fantastic does anyone remember Perry crisps says Paddy I mentioned them a while ago I remember them I ate them by the truckload to be honest with you Uh, pickled onion crisps says another listener they're absolutely lovely the Johnny onion rings of course crisps I have to say Clintons are lovely says a listener a crisp sandwich grated cheese red onion crisp between two slices of fresh bread with mayonnaise says Babs yummy 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 oh my god they go on and they go on well we had Clintons we couldn't leave Kyo's out of the equation no way Tom good afternoon Jerry good afternoon it's great to talk to you you too. Memories of Chris. I'm going back to the Chris men, the Chris people to ask, do you remember your early days and your first crisps and what were they? Oh, I do. I do for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought they were, they were a bit of a guilty pleasure. pleasure. I was uh, I was actually in boarding school not too far away from you there in Gormiston, Mr. Mullen, uh, for, for six years. And you were dropped down there on, on a Sunday night by your parents and you were given a, a couple of pounds. To, to, to last for the week and mm. I suppose there was a little tuck shop there in the, in the school and uh, so the good thing was the parents didn't know what you were buying with, with, with the few pounds that you had but I think the, the favourite in the school at the time w- was Meanies yeah. and uh, they used to sell by the truckload um, <laughs> Meanies and they were probably followed closely behind by say I say Monster Bunch Right Yeah so, so, so they were the favourite they- Yeah they're your memories, and they're the pickled onion flavour you're talking about in the meanies, and and sim. Isn't it? Was were, were, were Monster Munch more salt and vinegar or pickle flavour? You, you can tell me. You ate loads of them. Yeah, it was probably more of a kind of a, a chili pepper type of flavour. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, but I suppose the industry itself it's probably gone away to a certain extent from those types of extruded snacks to more kind of natural products you know that's kind of the trend in the last few years Mm. and I see it with you yourselves as well in your range and and you have a lovely pack there that you combine is it your sea salt uh, your cheese and onion type and there's a third one and it's the chilli is it the the chilli flavour that's it, the multi-pack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very, very, very popular product. Very yeah. popular product. The, the yeah. chilli, the chilli, that chilli flavour you do has become popular as well, hasn't it, in crisps? Chilli is growing all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is a, it's a, it's a key favourite there in, in, the, in the, amongst the Irish public. I'd say probably first, second, third, maybe fourth biggest seller in the market would be that sweet, sweet chilli flavour. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, when you when you think back, isn't that interesting that you were the meanies and the monster munch? Had you a penchant at all? Like, as I said to myself, I love cheese and onion. And it probably comes from the days when we started with tato cheese and onion. And we were talking to your friend, Sean Clinton, who you know, I'm sure, on the other side Very with good. Clinton's crisps. And he sort of started yeah. uh, with the with the cheese and onion as well. You're a little bit different. Do, do, you, ha- do you like cheese and onion, salt and vinegar, that type Oh God, definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, like the Irish market as a whole, like you're you're looking at sixty percent plus of the market of cheese and onion. Is it? Um, we're unique from from a global perspective. There's no other country in the world that actually has that level of purchases for a single flavour like cheese and onion. Mm. Um, yeah, and that 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 flavour was created here in Ireland. You know, Spud Murphy, who who set up Tato way way back in the day, 
uh, is credited with creating that flavour back, I think, in the 1950s. Yeah, there you go. So we have mm. a, a a deep and long-lasting history in this. And like uh, your, yourselves, you're, you're rattling along. It's been a, a, a testing two years, but people still love their crisps and their kyos. They do, they do. And I suppose one of the key things in the last two years with the pandemic, what we've seen is that the, the Irish consumer has just supported local brands considerably. Mm. And um, coupled with the, the difficulty around logistics and getting overseas products into Ireland you know Irish brands have really capitalised and uh, we've seen substantial growth there in the last two years we passed the 100th employee milestone there just before Christmas and um, it's, it's continuing to grow very strongly and um, we've, we've just launched a great new product uh, we were approached by, by the great team there in Guinness down in James's Gate and, and they, they've asked us to produce a flavour which we've done Good and uh, Guinness and Flame Grill steak. That new flavour is just landing on the shelves as we speak. There you go, and I'm sure mm. in in many years' time there'll be people sitting here talking about crisps and, and eulogising all these new flavours that are coming onto the market now. Tom, uh, listen, you're very good to join us. Continued success to you, and uh, keep uh, producing those lovely crunchy crisps. Fair play to you. Thanks very much, Jerry. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Tom Kyo there with his memories. And he is a crisp man as well at the heart of it. Cabbage flavour, Louise. Cabbage. There's somebody pulling our leg now. A cabbage flavoured crisp. I don't think I'd like to Did try Did you ever that. hear that? Not at all. I don't I don't think that's a flavour at all. Farmer Brown's crisps, says a listener. Do you remember those, don't Jerry? Remember them. Do you remember Do you? them? Farmer Brown's? No. I don't, to be honest with you. Rancheros? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bought them at Christmas. Did you? Yeah, and They're still around, aren't yeah. they? They are, I bought um, Another listener says there, what about discos, Jerry? I thought discos were places you went to dance and bop. No, there was a green packet and a blue packet, and I didn't like the green packet. The blue packet was lovely. They were yours. Wheelies? Wheelies, yeah. yes. Wheelies are another one. There. I see that popping up there. Chickatees. Chickatees. They're like the Yolks I yet. Well, they, them. The Banshee Bones. I'd say they're a similar type of thing. Now, Ma Riley's. Did no. you ever hear of Ma Riley's, Chris? No, never. They're in the big blue house, Chris. I used to buy them for my son and eat most of them on them. They were gorgeous. They're about 10 years old now, but there used to be a programme on the sh- on the telly and they were just fab, lovely crisps. So they were called after the programme. Yes, as and they had the bear on the front yeah, and they as were marketed for... Yeah, Sean Clinton was saying there's a lot of crisps, you know, tied in yeah. with big movies or TV series as well. And there's another one. That's the one we were talking about a moment ago. Come into us again. King... Cruncho's American style. Mm. Are they the ones you were talking about that you remember? Yeah, gorgeous. I wonder can you still get them? Mm, maybe they are still about. I, I honestly don't know. Anyway, keep your crisps thoughts coming to us on late lunch this afternoon. Coming up after two. So sue you. Woohoo! One thousand days alcohol free. We're talking to our after news and weather on late lunch. Hi, Jerry. Do you remember when crisps used to come in greased proofed packs? I don't. You had to take potluck when buying them because sometimes they were slightly damp and stale. I remember when the waterproof bags came out and there was an ad in television showing a guy holding a pack of potato in the tank of water, then taking them out and amazingly eating them fresh and crispy, says Mark in Kells this afternoon. Thank you for that nugget of wisdom, Mark. I do appreciate it. Margaret says, do you remember pub crisps, Jerry? I actually do. They were in a multicoloured bag, mainly brown, I think, with orange on the bag. I do remember those. Snaps pickled onions. Yummy, says Kieran. But quavers were terrible. 
Jerry, loving your show. The Monster Munch. Margaret from RD, absolutely love them. Perry Crisps and Sam Spuds, absolutely lovely, says John O'Connor. Farmer Brown Worcester Sauce, another listener. Magical. Sam Spuds. Oh, smoky bacon. We had that before. That's our Karen. Our Karen Healy. Loved Sam Smuds. Spuds. Smoky bacon. She's going to make a crisp sandwich shortly, I believe. And Perry tomato flavour. Rosie's been on. I don't remember the Perry tomato flavour. But anyway, whatever rocks your clock. Anyway, today is a big, big day from someone who I can confidently say has become a good friend of ours. You might remember a few years back, we spoke to Sue Masterson. And she was given the hooch, the heave ho. And she started out on a journey and she's been with us on a number of occasions since. But the reason I'm ringing her today, because ladies and gentlemen, let's have the biggest round of applause ever for Miss Sue Masterson. 1,000 days alcohol free. So, Sue, you, hello. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I am great. What a wonderful, wonderful milestone. It's just amazing. I can't believe a thousand days already. Quadruple digits. I love it. Well, I took note of this. You remember we were talking uh, a little while back and I said, I've got a ringer on this day because you just happened to mention it in passing. When you began, just again, I'll ask you this day one and you had an intent in your mind. Did you honestly believe you'd reached this landmark? No, I didn't think I'd be giving up forever. Mm. I didn't. I just kind of thought I'll give it up for the 28 days and see how I get on. And it just went from there. Do you know, I just, with everything, the way everything just improved for me in my life in general, then with that, from being alcohol free, I just continued it and continued it. And it's just grown from there. And I just can't believe it's a thousand days. <laughs> I can't mm. believe it. <laughs> oh, it's marvellous. And you know something that's crossed my mind this morning, thinking about talking to you now? Um, you know, when you set out, the world was, let's say, pre-COVID, PC. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then this COVID thing appears and the world turns on its head. Do you believe that being alcohol-free got you through COVID better than if you were still dibbling or dabbling at the drink? Absolutely, 1,000%. I was only thinking of that. I was out for a walk at lunchtime and I was only thinking of that then going, God almighty, if I hadn't been alcohol-free for during COVID, I could have ended up drinking so much that it could have become a problem, I reckon. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because you're at home, like I'd be a rep on the road, so I would have been used to getting up and having to be in the car anyway. So that's... um, that would stop me having drank most other nights. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. but for being at home and working from home, not having to get in your car, not being able to go anywhere, sure, like I, I, I probably I would have started to drink a lot heavier than I was. Mm. So absolutely, it has, it has helped me and it's kept me motivated to like it. It tells me, like, with COVID as well, I was out walking. You'd see the photos I'd put up, like I'd be out walking all the time. Yeah. And it just did. And that alone with being alcohol free and being out with nature 100% helped me and kept me motivated during COVID to be able to do my job and keep positive and, um, yeah, and still be fun too. <laughs> fun is right. And you've had fun for sure. And it just shows you you don't need it. It is not necessary. Some people say I need it, you know what I mean, to loosen out or whatever, but not at all. You can have a fantastic fun and everything you desire in life without it that is for sure do you know the way Sue as well the other thing 
uh, non-alcoholic or alcoholic-free has become a significant part of the market now in terms of beers, wines, spirits even now are all going down this road. Do you feel you need those or is, is a soft drink or water sufficient? For me now at this stage, uh, well, if I go out, I have um, tonic water with a dash of lime in a fancy glass. So it has to be in a fancy glass. Mm. Um, so I'm like, I'm, so when I get the photos taken with my pals, I'm in in the bunks and minks. I can't even think of what I was trying to say there, but you know, but um, but that's what I uh, that's what I drink when I go out. Yes. I used it for the first um, for the first kind of. Uh, four or five months maybe I would have been drinking the alcohol free I would have um, drank kind of the alcohol free beers would you believe even though I was a wine drinker I would have drank the alcohol free beers Um, and then I'd have the Niseco and uh, I'd be drinking that because that's three ninety five for a bottle. Do you know, what I mean? yes. it's great. Like, yes. but um, at this stage now, no, I don't. I don't bother with them. There are calories that I could do without. <laughs> that's the way I look at them now. <laughs> you are just such a paragon of virtue now, may I say, Miss Masterson? <laughs> My God, you're putting us all to shame. But you know, on the big question, a thousand days, and you you did just allude to it a moment ago. Do you honestly believe for the rest of your days you're not going to partake? I couldn't imagine that I would. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. And you know what? Because I'd say if I was to have a glass of wine, I probably wouldn't like the taste of it now. And yeah. I know it speaks to one of my friends, and she, I met her through one year no beer, um, and she'd be saying similar about the fact, like you know, when you're drunk, you do. I, I wouldn't actually like the merrier drunk feeling. That yeah. would that doesn't appeal to me at all. I wouldn't like that. And also, I wouldn't fancy the hangovers because that's what used to make me really depressed the next day, well, kind of the next couple of days. So, like, no, it's just not worth it for me. Really not worth it. And everything, you have no downsides of this at all. Everything no. is positive. You can say unequivocally today that this has been the best thing that you've ever, ever done. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a knock on. It's had a knock on effect of everything through my um, through my life being alcohol free. Absolutely. Like my God, you are an example for this for sure. And you know, you like the downsides of it are known health wise, being tired, over hung, and the older you get, I can testify that to that. Uh, you know, the more time it takes to recover from it, and really, you know, uh, look. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to say to anybody you know, uh, to do anything or, or lecture to anybody, you have done this and you're very happy in your skin with what yeah. you've done and people enjoy drinking moderation and some people rarely uh, partake and others are totally uh, alcohol-free and have been all their lives. So uh, th- yeah. it, it is important to say that, but it, it really has worked for you. So are you doing anything to celebrate the thousand? For the not, no, I'm actually, I, I can't do that. My walks are my are my celebration today because unfortunately I'm a close contact. My son tested positive for COVID. Oh. So the only thing I'm allowed to do, and today I haven't gone out for the past couple of days because of uh, even being a close contact, I'm just being careful. But today I was like, right, I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> so I'm going to go out for a walk. So I've been out for a walk this morning. I've been out for a walk at lunchtime. And I'm going out for a walk this evening. <laughs> That's my celebration. Ah, oh, <laughs> Sue, by yourself. But you've been very good and you're doing oh, yeah, no, I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been really good. Yeah. I, do, I follow um, whatever. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the yeah. right thing for yeah. sure. There's no doubt about that. You you really are. And you're so good to do that. And it's the proper thing for everybody to do. So onwards and upwards, young woman. Yes. It's exciting. God knows what's going to happen this year now, Jerry. I don't know. Um, I've... Uh, 
I was planning to do a parachute jump for um, Ronald McDonald House, but I'm going to cancel that till next year because this year, now this month, I'm going to walk um, 200 kilometres for uh, Women's Aid um, because of what happened poor Ashley Murphy. I just said, that's what I want to do. So that's what I'm raising money for this year. So, mm. there, uh, so God knows what else I might do. Um, this yes. year but I'll keep you posted you'll oh, sure you'll do, see. do keep us posted <laughs> and we keep get a good eye on you too but when you mention Ashling and you're a young woman who work, walks alone oh, you mention yourself as well by God that must uh, have really uh, hit you for six it did yeah. um, because the amount of text messages I got saying the first person I thought of was you and mm. that kind of yeah it was yeah it was a tough couple of days I didn't go out I hadn't been along the canal and I've gone out and I've walked the canal since Um when I'm walking like I'm going to thump the head off you though <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, yes um, yes yeah but uh, yeah it was very sad but that's why I want to do that for Women's Day this year and uh, I'll do something later on in the year for them as well and then just do Ronald McDonald House next year right. I always choose a charity every year ah oh, brilliant well listen I, I hope we're all round to celebrate the next thousand and here's to the next yes. thousand and again Sue Masterson you're fantastic congratulations and thank you very much take care of yourself bye 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 what a wonderful woman she is she's just inspirational she is and all good with her a thousand days alcohol free long time since they were this price Jerry somebody's after WhatsApp and me in they have it a picture they have this a wrapper from Tato Crisps 5p cheese and onion I love it anyway let's keep the laughs going on late lunch today because it's time for your comedy on Friday and the vicar of Dibley Geraldine ah oh, Geraldine Granger the vicar yes of course at the end of every show she told Alice the verge of the joke and you know Alice didn't really get it and if you want a good old laugh here is Geraldine trying to uh, deliver the punchline to Alice a boy is born with no body, no arms, no legs. In fact, it's just a head. Oh, shame. Yeah, but his dad loves him. Oh. And on his 18th birthday, he takes him down to the pub for his first pint. And he takes a sip and suddenly, whoosh, out plops his torso. No. Yeah. And everyone in the bar says, come on, take another sip. So he does. And suddenly, whoosh, out plop his two arms. People say alcohol is so bad for you. They are so wrong. <laughs> takes his third set and suddenly whoosh out plop his two legs and he's so excited that he runs out into the street straight into the path of an oncoming truck and bang he's killed instantly and the barman says to his dad that boy should have quit while he was ahead That is the saddest story ever. Just when he gets a body, he dies. Right. If only he hadn't gone to the pub. That head could have lived for years. But it's just a joke, Alice. It's no joke to his father. He's just lost his son. There is no son! No, not anymore. He's squashed under a truck. Alice, it's a joke because the characters are fictitious and the story is an invention and the somewhat tasteless comedy derives from a play on words involving the noun, a head, and an adverb, a head. Oh, I can't see. 
Ah, oh, the Vicar of Dibley, the wonderful Vicar of Dibley. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, that's your comedy on Friday for this Friday. Late Lunch LMFM Radio coming up on the show. Holly Bryan will be with us. She is a colour advisor, an expert. So if you're thinking of painting a room, your home redecorating, you'll want to hear what she has to say. But first, we have bills to pay. Stay with us on Late Lunch this Friday. Jerry, does anyone remember Alien Spacers? Do you remember, Louise? Do you remember Alien Spacers? What my favourite crisps from the 70s and 80s, says I think Bernie. So, were they pickled onion flavoured? Not sure. Anyway, alien spaces, does that ring a bell in a wander it had down? a weird mummy on the front or something. Like a weird it. alien that looked like a mummy. You know those kind of heads? Yeah. Oh, I think I think you know those is right. Angela remembers her dad bringing home the pub crisps from the mm. pub. Do you remember them? I can remember the bags. There was red and brown and... They, were, they always tasted nicer, didn't they? Yeah, at the pub. I, I think they were made by Tato, but they, they were known as pub crisps there as well. And I have a lovely message here. I have to read this one. It's come in to me on WhatsApp from Don't today. Jerry, I have fantastic memories of running to Annie Reynolds' shop at the bottom of Mary Street. This is in Drogheda, Mary Street in Drogheda, for two fizzle sticks and a packet of cheese and onion, only to be told by Tony Reynolds that the tato had gone up to 3p and you only had a few pence in your pocket. Oh, Louise, isn't that shocking for a child? My first introduction to inflation. <laughs> and I might need to get a job to keep on snacking, I thought, says Donald. A hard lesson for a then five-year-old Happy to report I'm still enjoying tato cheese and onion all wow. these years later. Isn't that lovely, I'd Donald? Say, I'd say there were some shopkeepers whose heads were driven oh. mad by kids coming in. How much them there? How much them? I'll have one of them and uh, two of them and uh, how much them there? Penny, two of them. <laughs> Your dad had the shop. My Miriam's dad, Paddy Keegan, had the shop at the top of Mary Street there and the children used to drive him mad. One of them and two of this and three of the other. Oh, you how know. much them there again? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And these should be hate like half penny sweets. Yeah. Really yeah, went yeah. mad altogether. Oh, will you stop the lights? You want to have the patience of Job to deal with them. You really would. Anyway, competition time and late lunch this Friday afternoon. I have a lovely little prize to send out to one of you, which I do each Friday. And this year, we want you to identify the theme from the TV show or TV ad. Now, today, you want to listen carefully to this. This was a famous, famous advert. And think about it as you listen to it. And I want you to tell me for what brand or what product, brand or product, was this song used to advertise? 086-1800-658 is the number you need by WhatsApp or text. Let's have a listen. I'm nearly swooning myself thinking about it. Do you know, Louise? Don't say it if you do. Do you know what that song No, but I, I like the actions there, Jerry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I shouldn't be swooning, but I'd say there could be a lot of girls out there swooning. I shouldn't be swooning, but a lot of girls are swooning, I think, thinking about that. What TV ad was that the theme of? Famous, famous ad. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And we'll uh, pick somebody. Oh, I see them coming. Yes, they do. No, I thought I'd fox some people with that. I, I still think I will, but I see a few there on the right track altogether. Late Lunch LMFM Radio. Have you done any decorating recently or painting in the house or anything like that? No? Have no. You, have I'm you used to all that. Have you any plans or, or maybe down the road? Actually, oh, you know, we have. <laughs> We we'll have. choose a couple of buckets of paint. 
<laughs> We've done. We did a big job in the house there from late summer last year. And thank God it's all done at this stage. But we have a very, very interesting lady joining us. Holly Bryan is with us shortly. And she is a colour advisor. She's brilliant, this woman, as regards colours. And she's going to advise us uh, about, uh, you know, if you're doing up a room or maybe you have a new build or you want to freshen up. Yeah, and the, the latest colours and the trends and everything like that. You know what gets me with colour? And it got me in our house and we've changed it. You know when everything is magnolia? <laughs> you want to bore the bum off me. Paint everything magnolia. It's safe though, Jerry. That's the problem, you see. <laughs> That's the pro- But I did tell you the little story before. Well, we had a painter in oh, and yeah. uh, I told you this before, didn't I? And uh, he, he said to us, um, mm, I think you should paint the hall red. I told you this. And so we said we, we wanted. So we went off for the day with the children. I think we went to Dublin Zoo or somewhere. We came back that evening. It was getting dark. And as we drove the road by and looked in, holy moly. <laughs> it looked like one of those shops in Amsterdam with a red light on it. And, you know, <laughs> with the ladies sitting in the windows. Was it really that vivid? It was worse. <laughs> Mr. McKeown, if he's listening today, he knows who he is. We, ha- we had to say, no, 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 no. It took him a week and about five coats to paint <laughs> over the bloody... And I think you can still see the red. Anyway, we're not going to do that with you on late lunch this afternoon. We're going to put you on the right tack altogether. When I think about Magnolia, shove it where the sun don't shine, does nothing for me. Would have been better me, off with Magnolia say. though back then, wouldn't you? <laughs> Magnolia Lane. Anyway, let's have an old song on late lunch this afternoon. It's Miss Clary- Kelly Clarkson. Is it standing by for us or have I... Gone by Kelly. Kelly. It is Kelly. Let's have Kelly. Because of you, we do this show every day, folks, for you and with you. Here she is. Let's move on on late lunch this afternoon and have a chat with a lady I met some years ago here in the studio in LMFM and she's back with me today. She's a brilliant consultant, uh, colour consultant with Dulux Paints. I'm delighted to say hello again to Holly Bryan. Hello, Holly. Hello, Jerry. It's been too long. Too long indeed since you were here with me and there's been a lot of water under the bridge and a lot oh of God. paint put onto and taken off walls in Absolutely. the in, in the meantime. I was just saying to Louise, <laughs> and we can start from this point, I hate Magnolia because you know you hear, what colour will we paint it? Magnolia. For the love of God, will you help us to get away from Magnolia today? I hear that so often from people um, when during colour consultations when they're saying, you know, we've got Magnolia and we want to kill it, what's new, what, what can we do instead? And um, I think the big thing with Magnolia is the reason it's, it, it gets put up bright and it's light and it's warm but now people want to go bright and light and warm but with no yellow undertones. Yes, and I am with those people all the way. Now, look, at I've been looking at you and advice you've been given, and I want to ask you about this. It's a term I really haven't heard, but I want you to explain it to me. And could this help rid the magnolia-itis that I have at the moment? Colour drenching, will you explain that to me, please? Oh, colour drenching is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it is a 
trend where it used to be one feature will say would be in a different colour, but now people are starting to drench an entire area in that colour. So skirting, all the furniture, um, in some in some cases the ceilings, all into the same colour. It can be super, super bold, you know, really um dark, moody, neut- dark, moody colour, or it can be quite light and, and quite vivid. But either way, it's where you take everything in a space and put it all into that same colour. It looks, um, it's really effective, like it's really dramatic and it's, it's gorgeous. It's a lovely thing to do. It suits a lot of spaces as well. And especially if you're upcycling furniture or just refreshing furniture, um, it's, it's really sustainable because it means that you're not buying anything new yes. and you're giving everything a new kind of lease of life. It's lovely. So you do it? You, you're, well, well, I'm here. Hold on a minute now. Don't jump the gun for a second. You're, you're moving too fast <laughs> for me here. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is this. You're not saying colour drench an entire room. Let's say take a four-walled room with windows built in and that. You're saying take one wall in the room. Is that the way it works? It depends on the space. And it depends on what you want from the space. So mm. if you were to, to say colour drench a whole a whole room I've actually done one recently and it was all in this um, in navy pretty much it's called it's sort of a navy greeny colour it's like octopus zinc it's called topography and um, it's it's the whole hole has been done so it's it's actually um, it's gorgeous like it gives a really moody feeling it's so lovely Um, the skirting the banisters um, the walls everything is that colour and it's beautiful but if you were to do just one wall you'll still it depends on what wall you're doing and how much furniture is on it so say if it was a sitting room and you you didn't want to have um such a dramatic feeling in a room that you're using as often if you were to go keep all the other walls light and neutral and um warm and inviting but then take a wall that say has an old dresser and maybe um another piece of maybe an old an old chair yeah. and you were to paint everything on that wall along with the furniture and have the chair upholstered I see. the same colour as well then something like that would work but it, it is all about layering and repetition when it when it's um, yeah. something like colour drenching on just one wall in the room Do you know this percentage rule that you talk about where you choose that light neutral colour, say for 60% of the space, uh, Mm. an ascent colour, which is slightly darker for 30 and then the brighter, you know, the colour that makes the impact for 10%. Is that the way we should think about all of our spaces? There's definitely not one rule for everything. There are certain rules that will work for everything. So in some rooms, you know, there's there's other ways to do it. Okay. But this will also work. Right. So it's not it's not um something that will only work in that space, but okay. it's certainly something that will work in all spaces. Um if you it's breaking into percentages, it's coloured by numbers. I think that yeah. some people really respond to, to numbers. So the way I worked it was I I broke it into um well actually sorry, this this was originally developed a really long time ago by um, one of my colleagues, Cora Collins, and she's amazing. She she turned it into um, a five-colour palette. And then I, I I kind of went into more detail on how we use that five-colour palette on my Instagram. And the, the way... So if you take a five-colour palette, you can do it for one room or you can do it for a whole house. Mm. You choose a main wall colour, that, and that would be the, the vast majority of the yes. in the room. The next thing you do is you take a... Um, it, look, 
Yeah, the next thing you do is you take a lighter colour, really, really light colour, like a white or something like that, mm. or an off white. You go with the skirting, the doors and the architraves and some, um, maybe the curtains, things like that, possibly the ceiling. Then, and, and that accounts for sort of the, the other big block of colour. Yeah. Then you take a deeper version of the main wall colour and you can use that as your feature colour. And then you basically pick two more colours a dark neutral and an accent colour. Our signature collection book, um, book that is, is has been structured like that. Mm. So the colour card for the signature collection is in trios already, which makes this colour by numbers really, really easy. So th- if you go into Mertes, ask them for the signature collection colour card, you'll see that the colours are in trios. The subtle version of the colour is perfect for skirting, trim, things like that. The main colour is the... Is the um, main wall colour so the, the mid-toned colour that will be on this is the main wall colour and then the deeper colour that's on it the pure version of the colour would be for your feature walls and things like that yes. then at the back you take dark neutrals and you add those you could add those as feature walls you could add those in even a whole room if you're doing if you're laying out this five colour scheme for a new build or a renovation it'll work yeah. um, and then you take an accent colour which may never go on the walls but, and it might be the, the, the colour that accounts for only about 10%. And that would be the colour that would be the real punchy colour, um, yes. like an orange or yellow. Or yeah, oh, like love that. it, love it, love yeah, it. And that could be a vase or just like a little bit a little bit of a pattern. Yeah, but that rule is good to take, as you say, right through the, house, uh, the home as well and using that palette of colours. Now, here's the... Be, you, you're probably asked this all the time, but I said I'll go with it again today because it's something that really perplexes people. Dark room, bright room you know, is it a rule of thumb? Like, I would say dark room will lighten the whole thing up to, do you know what I mean? To, oh, I know what you mean, yeah. What What yeah. do you say to someone who has a dark room? There's two ways to do it. Go light, but not so light. You still need to, you need a warm, light colour. Mm. And that'll give it a nice, it's all about the feeling that you get from the space. Yes. So, um, if you want that space to feel as bright and as warm as possible, you go with a bright colour, not not a white, because you need something in it to sort of give a bit of feeling to the space if it's really, really dark. Mm. Um, and then keep it as a warm colour, so not a blue, not a light blue, not a light um, sort of, not a light true grey, not a light kind of greyed off colour. So a warm, bright colour. Or you could go in the other direction and you could go super dark with the room and make it just feel really plush and opulent and you're kind of leaning into the fact that there's no light in there anyway so you might as yes. well go very dark and at least then it'll feel um, luxurious. Mm. Oh, yeah. totally different directions. And, and similar works in a, a opposite for the bright room as well. You can make the call there one way or the other. Exactly. It's it's Exactly. And with a bright room, you can also probably very easily layer it or go with a white or a really, really light colour as well if you wanted um, and that'll work too with a bright room essentially there's nothing that arguably there's nothing that won't work it's with a dark room it's just all about making that space yes. feel great and that it just it, in my experience whites um, and and cool colours don't work as well for that mm. but the depth of colour can go either way Well we've been uh, using your paints because we started a job at home I mentioned it late last summer and we're we're through it now at this stage but thank God that magnolia is gone and we have a lovely range of colours and you have a fantastic range and your brochures are, are terrific. Now you've teamed up I want to mention with Martha's of Drogheda in the Fair Green um, to celebrate, you have a competition for a 100 euro 
Dulux Room Makeover. Tell us a little about this before you go. Of course. Thanks, Terry. So it's if you go onto the Mercers of Drogheda Facebook page, you'll see um, a few posts down. There's a little competition, win a hundred euro voucher. It's all you do is you need to follow Mercers and follow Dulux Ireland. It'll say it on it. Um, mm. Follow Dulux, follow uh, Mercers, and then like the post. And that's it. We'll be picking the winners on Valentine's Day mm. on the Mercers page, where I'll be live doing a little Q and A. Um, so if anyone has any questions as well for me, come. On on Valentine's and ask away on the Mercer's page. I'll be doing a takeover, and we'll also be getting the results of the competition. But it's 100 euro, and that's a lot of decorating for for any space. Yes, it's, it's for all of the sundries as well. So anything they from Judith that anyone wants to buy in Mercer's. Lovely, lovely. Martyrs of Drogheda, go on there. Do as the uh, lovely lady says a moment ago there and you could be in for Valentine's Day bringing love uh, through the paint (laughs) you'll get for that beautiful room in your home. It's great to catch up with you again. Don't leave it so long. Deal. Take care, Holly. Bye bye. Not at all. You're so welcome. Bye. That's Holly Bryan there. Dulux Paint uh, Colour Consultant. Martyrs of Drada to get into that competition. Late Lunch LMFM Radio. I have a special request to play next. Stay with us on the show. Potato, cabbage, and bacon crisps. Really? I never remember them. I remember uh, smoky bacon, all right. But cabbage and bacon, maybe they brought them out for Paddy's Day or something like that. There's many more uh, comments coming in about the crisps as well and memories. Lots of people remembering the staples of years ago. Now, today is a very special day for a wonderful wonderful woman and she lives on the Marsh Road the Mash as they call it in Drogheda in Carmelite Cottages and today Breed Bird is 90 years young she's 90 today she's hale and hearty and a fantastic lady with the sharpest mind ever I'm told and your family are just so happy to celebrate with you today Breed from your children Paddy, Johnny and Rose grandchildren and great-grandchildren, they all want to send you the very, very best wishes. They love you dearly. They really do. And they adore the ground you walk on. Breeder Bard, 90 years young today, and just for you, Breeder. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra and my way Especially for Breda Bard who's 90 years young today And she did it her way for 90 years And long may she continue to do it her way Yes, it uh, is her big birthday day today Enjoy the celebrations Breda Anyway, back to your crisps. Um, Louise, Farmer Brown's Worcester sauce keeps coming up. There must have been crackers. They must have been lovely. Quite I can't a number of people. No, I, I can't either. Golden Wonder. What about Golden Wonder, Chris? Did you like Golden Wonder? 
Do you remember them? Tasted the golden wonder. UK crisps. Oh, mm. they were nice as well. What do you make of walkers? Do you I was like gonna walkers? Ask what, I don't like walkers. Do you not? No. They have a particular type of flavour. Gary Lineker, of course, one of the uh, me, me, the uh, advertisers, famous people who, who put them on the map. KP Mini Chips. Loved them. Did you? Mm, were they I, a crisp? I, you can still get them. Can you? Mm. KP Mini Chips. What flavour? Salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Um, Mighty Munch. I see that, Mighty Munch there. Is that the same as Monster Munch? Is it? I don't or are know. they different? Monster Munch, Mighty Munch, perhaps the same thing, perhaps different as well. Snaps. Snaps. Now, Snaps. You Tato. Re- were they Tato? Yeah. I didn't initially, but then I saw a picture of the packet and they were a green packet and yeah, I remember them. They're lovely. Mm. Oh my God, like when you think of all the different ones there's been over the years. Mm. But I still come back to it and say, cheese and onion, Tato, fresh with nice fresh loaf bread and make the sandwich. Mm, I don't think any of the other crisps go well. In this, you know, I couldn't imagine a Monster Munch sandwich. No, I don't think so. I think it has to be, honestly, cheese and onion. Now, King, I love King mm, cheese and onion, I, I have King. to say as well. I think they're a fantastic crisp too. But when you get fresh tato, oh my God, there's nothing to beat the man in a sambo like that. And somebody was on there early. What did they say? Cheese, mayonnaise, Potato crisps. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a bomber. You want to be taking your... Uh, you ca- have to have fresh bread. You do. And you have to have your cholesterol tablet that night and take double. <laughs> after you, you ate something like that. take double after the six Oh my God, I didn't. I just took me one. I'm on a higher dose. Honestly, I went on to a higher dose the last time. This banger of a tablet I'm taking all together. I should be giving up them things. Not- You'll have banshee bones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and more besides, to be honest with you. Anyway, the munchies are a shocking thing. You've had them in your time. You know what I'm talking about. That You're always, you know, if you have a swig, oh, you're you always... Yeah. Dry roasted peanuts. Oh, stop. If you start Would you on not them. have, you know, your munchies in the pub when you're having your pint and have a bag of crisps there? Maybe I should do that. Maybe, you, maybe you I never should. buy a bag of crisps. No? Oh, rarely, rarely. No, no, no. No, rarely, to be honest with Nearly you. the first thing I'd buy. <laughs> then the pint would be second. You can't, you can't ruin a pint of Arthur <laughs> with stuff like that. Anyway, late lunch, LMFM. Dip them into the top, the creamy top. <laughs> Dip them in, will you stop? <laughs> now you're desecrating it. Don't be saying that. Now, our competition for our wee Friday prize on late lunch. I asked you to identify this particular uh, tune here that's a famous one a famous one going back years and years it does go back some time and I just thought to myself I wonder will anybody get this by god did you, do you surprise me and you surprise me every day on the show loads of you got it right what TV ad are we talking about here it's not Wrangler it's not Pepsi Yeah, Marvin Gaye. Back to 69 for the song. Heard it on the grapevine. No grapevine needed. Levi 501 jeans. Do you remember the ad? Nick Kamen. In he came. Off of the shirt. Off of the trousers. Stones into the washer. And everybody else at the laundrette. Flabbergasted. And women falling about the place everywhere. Poor Nicky passed away as well. Anyway, that's what we're looking for. And thank you to everybody who sent us in answers. Fiona Hicks, 
She's in Tully Allen this afternoon. The prize is on its way to you. Thank you all so much indeed. And we'll bring you another TV theme on Late Lunch on Friday of next week. Now my featured movie this week and its soundtrack is The Lion King. And it was just such a success. It was nominated for four Golden Globes and four Oscars. It won three Globes for Best Motion Picture, Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And at the Academy Awards, it picked up two gongs for its score and that original song too. It also won Grammys, Saturn and Annie Awards in various categories. The movie, of course, was adapted for stage and premiered on Broadway in October 1997, becoming one of the most successful in Broadway history. It won six Tony Awards, which are the Oscars for theatre, including Best Musical, and is running ever since, ever since 1997 in New York City, becoming the third longest running show ever and highest earning production in Broadway history. What a success. It's been shown all over the world on stage and it's just ending its run as we speak at the board gosh Energy Theatre in Dublin. I went to see, uh, I loved the movie, saw it several times, went to the theatre and we went back a couple of nights later in New York to see it again. It was that brilliant. If you get a chance, go see it. It transferred brilliantly from screen to stage. And today, it just has to be this one to conclude our week of The Lion King in Song. Oh my, it still makes the hair stand on the back of my neck and brings me back to the first time I ever saw it. It was so brilliant. And to the theatre on Broadway where I watched it twice on the stage. And you lucky ducks, Tom, Patricia and Caitlin, who've been in touch with me. They're on the road as we speak to see the Lion King in Dublin at the Borgosh Energy Theatre. You are in for the biggest treat of your life. Enjoy. Lovely to hear from you. Thanks for getting in touch with us today on the show. You'll have a great evening. Hi LMFM, just heard your crisp chat. My favourite as a child and still is chickatees. Hula hoops, we never mentioned those, and king crisps. Smoky bacon flavour is my favourite in Tato. I've not yet been to Tato Park, but did I hear you get a free packet of Tato when you visit the park? You do indeed. Great memories. Love crisps. Love you, Rita. Thanks for sending us in the message today on the show. Final break of the day, and it's David Sheehan next, looking ahead to the weekend in sport. Friday afternoon, late lunch. Every Friday at this time, we look ahead to the weekend in sport and there's so much going on this weekend. It's either a feast or a famine, but it's going to be a feast from now on through the year for sure because we have GAA, rugby and soccer. And to look ahead, it's our presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan. Hello again, David. How are you doing, Jerry? Thanks for joining me on the show. I'm good. Let's get straight to business. Well, Trim have done it, David. They're in the final, the All-Ireland Intermediate Football Final against Steelstown, Brian Oaks. What do you make of this one? Oh, look, it's a fantastic story, Jerry. I mean, we saw St. Colm Kills getting to an intermediate final a few a few years ago and the buzz that it creates around a, a, a town. And as I was saying on the show last week to James, you know, Trim were beaten in two intermediate finals in a row in Mead and then won the third one. So it would have been very easy for them to just sit back and think, right, we've done our stuff here, we'll be senior next year and not really pay much attention to the to the club championship in Leinster and then beyond. But they've really put their shoulder to the wheel, put in some brilliant performances, got past Clara 
in a dramatic Leinster final and then came through that semi-final last weekend against St. Folia. So bottom occasion it's going to be Sunday half past three. Brendan and Matty will be there for us. Uh, Seal Centre are favourites looking at the, the betting, but I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. Trim will have Alan Douglas back from suspension. Um, so it's going to be an absolutely fantastic occasion. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say Trim are going to do it. I've got great faith in what they've been doing in, in Kevin Riley and everybody there. So let's see Trim doing it. Let's see the, the place uh, decked out in red and white all over me this weekend. And let's see Trim, Trim get over the line and bring some silverware back home. Oh, yes, we're willing them on. That's for sure. And also on Sunday, the National League continuing. And you have two big games there as well. In Division 2, Meath face Ross Common. The Rossies, one win from one. Mead losing in Galway. Already you have to say this is a, a linchpin game. It is, and I'll be there myself getting out of the studio for a change. Myself and Keane Ward will be on commentary for that one in Avon. It's a massive game for me. It's only a second game, second round of the league, but after the performance they put in last weekend where they didn't score for 45 minutes, uh, absolutely disastrous performance for me. Andy McAtee didn't speak to the media afterwards either. He was obviously very frustrated with what he saw. So they're going to have to put something uh, back, into the, back into the jersey, pride back into the jersey on Sunday and, and produce a performance. If they don't win, they can probably forget about promotion so aside from anything else they just need to produce a performance resource and pride hopefully they'll get the win it's going to be tough for us common beat cork last weekend as you mentioned there so it's going to be tough for me it's not it's not going to be an easy game by any means but they they are going to have to put in a performance first and foremost and if they get the win all the better but they cannot produce another display like they did last sunday Loath as well with a, a key encounter. They've lost their first game two to Leash, but Longford were fairly pummeled last week. Now, Longford with home advantage, but Loath will go there with the uh, bit between their teeth. It's one they really have to try and win. Yeah, and the sides only met a couple of weeks ago in the O'Byrne Cup as well, and, and Loath were well ahead at half-time in that one before capitulating completely in the second half. So they'll know they have the measure of Longford if they can just keep their heads. And you know, the performance against Leash last weekend, they led by a point at half-time. They just conceded a couple of soft goals in the second half. And in fact, the first goal they conceded was a little bit sloppy as well. They got caught upfield and, and were exposed at the back. But I think Loud can take a lot of positives from the performance last week against a decent enough Leash side. So I'm going to give them the, the, the nod here to get the win against Longford to get their season back on track. Now, rugby, the Six Nations, the biggest championship uh, apart from a World Cup, you'd have to say, begins this weekend. And Ireland are out first. They play Wales in Dublin. The Welsh are the champions. But all the talk is that Ireland are going to win this one. What's your view? Well, Jerry, first of all, again, as we talked about last week with the GA getting the crowds back, what, what an occasion it's going to be back at the Aviva. Packed house tomorrow, quarter past two, Wales of visitors. It's going to be such a, a brilliant occasion. And the Six Nations, we all love it so much. Ireland, as you mentioned there, very much the favourites. 11 Leinster players in the starting lineup and two on the bench. But Wales, you look at the list of injuries they have, just to name but a few. George North, Johnny Williams, Alan Wynne-Jones, Ken Owens, Justin Tipperick, Toby Falatau, Josh Navidi, Dan Lydiot, Lee Halfpenny. Over 700 caps of experience they're missing. So you have to be very, very confident of an Ireland win here and possibly a comfortable win. They, they really should be winning this game. They're, they're in good form. Their tails are up. The provinces are going well. Leinster in particular, obviously. Um, they had a good uh, November series as well so I think Ireland will win this game and I think they might win it comfortably The Calcutta Cup Scotland at home to England England favourites of course but they need to be wary of the Scots Oh yeah I mean they've been caught by Scotland on numerous occasions over the years um, many of us will remember that game from I think it was 1990 where it was a Grand Slam decider and David Soul walked his team out onto the pitch um, very determined so Scotland have certainly they don't, they don't need any motivation for this one uh, yeah England will be the favourites but they're, they're going through a little bit of transition they're missing a few key players so I, I'm going to give Scotland a nod for this one I think it's going to be a really exciting interesting game and I think Scotland will just, just get over the line 
And on Sunday, the third match, France-Italy. Italy, the make-weights again? Uh, yeah, look, you can't see anything other than a, a massive French victory here. And I think the question that crops up every year is, is Italy's status as a six-nation side in danger? There's been a lot of calls over the years for a relegation promotion. It hasn't happened yet because I think people like the idea of going to Rome apart from anything else. But uh, yeah, look, France will probably put 50, 60 points on Italy on Sunday, you would imagine. Fourth round of the FA Cup. It kicks off this evening. Manchester United home to Middlesbrough. Will you look through the ties? Palace, Hartlepool, will there be an upset there? Man City against high-flying Fulham. Everton-Brentford, the all-Premier League game. Everton with a new manager in charge. But I think, David, the one that jumps out, and historically this was a huge Midlands derby, but how Forest star has fallen. They beat Arsenal in the last round and they're up against Premier Division opposition again, this time in Leicester City. Yeah, going going quite well in the in the championship uh, for us since as we talked about before since Chris Hewton left and as we mentioned they beat Arsenal in in the cup for the second time in what three or four seasons uh, in the in the last round. So you, as you said, there are slim enough pickings when you look through the fixtures. Even the games where you think there might be an upset, the, the team that you'd fancy to win are at home. So it's kind of hard to put too much um, too much of your money on a, on, a, on an upset in some of the games that we see. For, for example, Southampton and Coventry, you'd expect Southampton to come through because they're at home. But Forest Leicester, yeah, a big derby game. I don't think there's going to be much between them, and Forest will be well up for that one. Um, so yeah, I think I think Forest might come through there. It just depends again what sort of mindset Leicester have. You know, they're obviously having their ups and downs in the Premier in the Premier League. But um, yeah, I think I think Forest might come through that. They're, they love a big cup title, be a big crowd at the City Ground. So yeah, let's let's see Forest come through that. Ah, great weekend of sport ahead. Lots going on right across the board and wonderful to see, as you said, with the crowds back. And make sure to uh, join the team on Sunday Sport this Sunday for all those big GAA games. David, till Friday next. Thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. Yes, a big weekend in sport ahead. We wish all the teams the best of luck. Big thanks to all our guests who joined us during the week, to my producer Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her. And to you, our listeners, who join us every day. We love your company. Now, teeing up next week on Late Lunch, I just want to know, can you sing for your supper? Yes, the big Joe Dolan concert is coming up shortly and we have an overnight stay for two people at the hotel with dinner and tickets to the concert to give away. But to win it, remember this, you just got to sing, it's you, it's you, it's you, the only one we want. Yes, we want you next week on Late Lunch to sing a Joe song for us. If you come on and sing or WhatsApp it into us next week, that'll do too. You're in the hat for the big prize. So get practising over the weekend. I know you're out there. I know you love to sing, Joe. Sing for me on Late Lunch next week and you could win that fantastic prize. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive on LMFM Radio. I'm looking forward to the weekend myself. Hope you have a lovely one. Take care of yourselves and do come back and join us for a brand new week of Late Lunch, Monday at 1.30. We'll see you then. Bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada Dundalk and Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.